looked as if he'd kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Moyen, Scott Brown here from Let's Talk Sport. It's show number 161. I am joined by my man opposite me on one leg, Anton Agassi. Anton, good to have you back, mate. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad to be out of the house. I've been stuck indoors for, for a week now, so any excuse to get out of the house. So Good I'm, man, I'm good back. man. Well, we are live uh, from Today Radio. Uh, you'll get the replay tomorrow at 10am. Uh, you can also podcast it up. Uh, it's Studio 4 in Kishberg, the home of Let's Talk Sport. It is Sunday the 14th of January. This is show number 161. I have two guests this evening. Federico Menichetti, I hope I've said that right, and Luke Schroma in that Luxembourgish accent exactly gents perfect thank you so much for joining us from the world of round net well we'll get more into that in a second but kiko i'll call you that because everyone else calls you that 20 seconds about yourself go all right my name is kiko i'm playing round nets in three years uh i'm also work as a teacher i'm also a musician and um football player i know you don't like to hear that as a rugby man but uh it's nothing personal football football <laughs> yeah. but uh round nets the new love so you're into your music do you teach music both yeah, yeah. i make you, music and i teach you music make music as well so you like in a band or something as well yeah that's right. Tell me, what band are you in? The band, name's, name of the band is 0.5. 0.5. Might have heard it on RTL. I have heard a little bit, you know. <laughs> a little bit of, uh, we'll give a Luxembourg shout out to one of the uh, up and coming bands. Hopefully uh, you can split yourself between the uh, between playing and playing some music. What about yourself, Luke? Yeah, so um, I also joined uh, Woundnet like three years ago. That's where we started with the, with the club, actually. And uh, on the west of my free time, I actually do pottery. So something totally different than... And, uh, men of many talents sports. on the show yeah. today, Scott. Yeah, we, we like pottery, very... like making stuff out of clay. Oh uh, yeah, making stuff out of clay, putting it in an oven, and what's, hope um, that everything what's goes. The, what's right. the film with the, with that scene in it? You know the one, the... Ghost, I think. Yeah. Is it the Is the, it the romantic scene with the, the pottery? The guy, um... What's it? You know, I swear you know the one I'm thinking of. There's the woman doing yeah, the pottery like and the man that comes behind him. Yeah, that's it's not, it's sexual not, kind of way. No, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not a film. It's an advert that's come out recently and it's basically a, a lady on the... What do you call the thing when you put your foot on it and it spins it around? What's that called? The potter's wheel. Oh, there you go. The potter's wheel and he's spinning it around yeah. and the woman's like doing it and then it's getting all, you know, touchy-feely and stuff and then he steps back and he's made a replica yeah, that's, of that's, the that's Champions League. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah it's... Like, oh. There we go. Yeah. See, that's why that's fine. Who would have thought Scott doesn't know about film? Yeah, I know. Well, I, it normally takes me about 10, 12 minutes, but you've actually made the first uh, comment on a, on a film tonight. Well, what's on the menu today? We've got, as I said, it's number 161. Uh, we've got on this day, we've obviously got our, our uh, um, interview with the two boys from the world around that. Uh, a few uh, 
sporting bits of news, big ski crash, the De Bruyne return, the African Cup of Nations, and obviously a big weekend in the world of rugby. We've also got Mr. Perez joining us for the BGL. Well, what would normally be the BGL roundup, but any news on transfers and stuff that's going on, we might be able to get a bit off yourself because you're obviously, you see, you're still playing up at Jeunesse, aren't you? I'm playing, yeah. yeah. Oh. Reserve team, but. Uh, Good man, what position are you? I'm a left back. Mm, Hard nice. as nails. Nice. A bit of a, you know, hack the left man, hack the last man down, take the red card sort of job. Um, but yeah, as always, we start things off number one six one in sports. So here's a few for you. Who is ranked one hundred and sixty one in the world in football? Uh, you mean club or no, country, uh, country? Country. Yeah, country in the world must be. I would say Lithuania. Lithuania. What are you going with? I'm going for like a. Oman. Oman. Mm, interesting. It is actually the Maldives. Oh, they are uh, ranked 161 in the world. In the women's game, it's Barbados. But here's an interesting one. The Maldives women's team is ranked 162nd. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> um, an interesting one for you. The Atlanta Hawks, they scored 161 points uh, versus the Chicago Bulls on the 1st of March in 2019. There wasn't much defence going on. Um, Anton, you'll enjoy this one. So La Crunch, it's the annual match between France and England. Les Rosebeef. Yep, exactly. And um, there is a certain Mr. Wilkinson and he is the fixture's highest point scorer over 14 matches. How many points? 161. 161. Legend. And also, if you happen to be in Iceland, I can't even say this. What is the capital of Iceland? How do you say it? Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Look at that. He's got the accent and everything. I don't know. So if you happen to be there... <laughs> if, uh, yeah. I've never been there. You convince me, mate. Um, if you happen to be there, the postal code there is 161. Um, here's a random one for you. If you're into your Lord of the Rings, okay, page, page 161... Okay, in the Fellowship of the Ring is actually where the four hobbits go to the house of Tom Bombadil. This scene is, of course, missed out in the movies as it's squeezed out by the hobbits meeting in Bree and also the battle at Weathertop against the Nazgul. Yeah, listen to it. Love it. To it uh, recently, actually. Yeah. What a legend. But Tom Bombadil is a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. It's a weird sport yeah, yeah, in yeah. the book. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Would, would you reckon absolutely. they make an extended, extended cut of The Lord of the Rings with, with that scene? It should do. The, the yeah. five-hour version. That's 20 years old, that film now. <laughs> Tom Bombadil played by yeah, Owen Wilson or something. Yeah, I saw a brilliant one, a brilliant one on uh, Instagram of Owen Wilson, and it's Owen Wilson pretending to be Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, I see that. And then he's talking to Anakin Skywalker, but Anakin Skywalker is played by what's the guy's name? Oh, have you seen? Oh God, what's his name? Christopher Walken. Oh yeah, oh, lads, I'll show you afterwards. It's absolute dynamite. The guy just nails the. Uh, Absolutely nails the accent. Um, on this day in sport, um, nineteen uh, sorry, eighteen ninety eight, Australian cricketer Joe Darling he hit the first ever six in yeah. Tests, where he actually hit the ball out of the ground. Obviously, you get six runs for that. Um, in uh, nineteen eighty five, Martina Navratilova sorry was the third to win a hundred tennis tournaments. And uh, in 1911, Ronald Amundsen's South Pole Expedition, they made landfall as they were on the edge of the Ross Ice Shelf. few birthdays for you. If you're into your snooker, Stephen Hendry, we all know who he is. Uh, Seven world champions born in Edinburgh, Scotland. 
You've uh, got Kelly Boucher. She was the first Canadian basketball lady to play in the women's NBA in 1998. Um, you've got Dave Grohl, absolute legend. Obviously, you know who I'm talking about. Um, it's his birthday today. And also Mark Addy. Do you know who Mark Addy is? No. Have you seen A Knight's Tale? Yeah. He's like the bloke with the beard. Oh, yeah. He's like his... Uh, oh, the, the fat one. Yeah, yeah, his assistant. He's so good. He is, he play, he's in Game of Thrones, isn't he? He's, um, he is. The, uh, uh, Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon. There you go. Look at that knowledge. knowledge. Good man. He's also in uh, arguably one of my favourite films, if you've ever watched The Full Monty. That is British comedy. It's his best. That's another... There's some homework for you, lads. Anyway, boys, I have rabbited on there at the uh, start. So I asked you this question b- b- uh, before, but for the ignorant among us uh, in the studio and listening out there, Roundnet, it's not Spikeball, no? No, Spikeball is actually the brand, like okay. uh, the predominant ba- brand of the of the sport. And they, yeah, I think in, in 2008 or something like that, they invested a lot of money into the, the sport and uh, yeah, they, they create like the, the round nets. So uh, the, the thing that you put on the ground uh, to shoot the ball at. Um, so they, yeah, pretty much, uh, well, often you hear like Spikeball as, as the name of the sport, but it's only the predominant brand. I think many people recognize it through Spikeball they've never heard the term round net yeah. which might confuse them which is why for a long time they kept it Spikeball round net and after a while they just mm. got the Spikeball away and now the international federations just call it round net oh okay okay and, and so how does it work then because like I'll be honest I've seen clips and stuff on, on Instagram but like what what are the if you could describe in 30 seconds what are the rules is there teams how many people play um Like uh, how how many points you need to score? How does how does it work? We could play right now. We're actually the right amount of people, right, Luke? Yeah. So four people. So I don't two, think two against be fair because he's only got one leg. But yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. We're so with the injury, it's a bit <laughs> bit harder. I would say, but yeah, it's two against two, and uh, yeah, you have like uh, two teams, and uh, one team has like three touches to touch the ball, and uh, so the third touch, of course, is like a shot onto the wound net. And uh, after that, the other team tries to to shoot the ball at the at the net, and of course, you shoot it in a way that uh, the, the other t- other team cannot return. And does it have to be three shots, or could you smash on the second? You can shot? smash at any time. So it's people like to do figure it. beach volleyball. Yeah, I was just going to think two yeah, versus two. Very same. But the best thing about the sport it's you don't have opposing sides after the serve, so it's a 360 yeah. degree sport right after the serve, and that makes it beautiful rather than opposing sides in volleyball. Can, I suppose it's one of those sports that, you know, again, forgive my ignorance, that sort of evolved from, I guess, more of a, like a leisure activity that you might do, but then obviously guys have got better at it and then it's like, yeah, let's play, a, I guess, a fixture or against against other people, is it? Exactly. I mean, coming from volleyball or beach volleyball, that's where you probably saw the game first at the beach because you know you gotta you gotta jump, you gotta be be. You don't even need to be athletic, so it can be a, a leisure thing. But as as you said, you can take it to a level that it's just top athletes, yeah. and then they get you gotta make rules to adapt them, and, and the rules are constantly adapted because people keep getting better and better. And I mean, you just gotta adapt the, the serving distance when further out. So yeah, it's constantly evolving. So if you if you get your, I mean, what do you call it? The net? Is that what it called? Yeah, the net. Okay. Yeah. So you've got the net. How how far off the ground does that? Is that is that a set distance or is that not really? Does that um, really matter? It's it's what the brand Spikeball says. Yeah, it is. But now we got uh, some other brands coming in. But now they actually uh, 
they've actually brought out a new set, which is a little higher from the ground, yeah. which keeps the rally going a little bit more. So, uh, like I said, constantly evolving, but it must be like uh, 30 centimeters or something. Yeah. It might even 20 to 30 yeah. centimeters oh, okay. off, off the ground. Yeah. So let's, for argument's sake, let's lose our, use our imaginations here. Okay, let's lose the uh, the big desk in front of us. Anton has got two legs, not one. We're all here. Would we prepare to play? Would we start in this sort of position? That's exactly the position, yeah. Okay, so you've got your, your net in the middle, and when I'm serving, are you serving in the same manner as a... Yeah. as you would for a volley exactly yeah. but you you don't need to shoot it up that high because then the the serve can't go higher than the opposing player's shoulder so he's in a he's in an athletic stance yeah. like they say and you know you can just spike it and just throw it up in the air and he can't reach it that's good for uh small people like me so and it's myself, a good sport you know, what are you five nine five yeah, nine? yeah, yeah five, me nine. too me that's too. a that's, that's why it's very popular in italy you know because uh, we, we're actually yeah, dominating the sport as just they have people they have everything they need okay it's hard to fake an injury so you you barely get injured yeah they, oh, they, it's the old simulatore yeah. isn't it from football. Football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with the rules is there surely there's there's fouls is there is the cards is there is there anything like that is there any fights ever in 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 round net well it's there are no really fights but um yeah you can like um, tackle the other person but yeah. by mistake of course but as soon as you are like the the attacking team you you can do whatever you want yeah uh, and the others need to get out of your way in a way and, and I assume is there is there a referee? How does it work? Well, that's the beauty of the sport as well. There's no referee, right. so it's based on fair play. And uh, I mean, on the on the top tournaments, you have observers, right. like they call them. They, they can call something, but usually it's it's. It's it self-explanatory sometimes, and also when somebody gets in your way, you just call hinder, and then the yeah. point gets either replayed or you get a point deducted, or mm-hmm. that that's really specific. But uh, hinder is that short for hindrance? Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You're ready to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so, what do you normally play? Uh, is it a game? Is it a set? Is to twenty-one. It? Okay. Yeah, it's a, a game to twenty-one, and then you can play up to uh, so many sets. And uh, yeah, whoever wins the most sets, or when when it's a tournament, you can make it by time. You can put a hard cap, so like uh, it goes till fifteen, and you know can give fifteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, and then the first one who scores a hard cap of seventeen, seventeen, sixteen wins the game. You know, it's just to keep it short. When, when I think about it, not having a, a referee in it, it's the same as, I think Ultimate Frisbee is the same. They don't, they, they don't oh, okay, have a referee, so it's, so it's essentially policed by the mm. by the players, you know. Yeah, it's well, it's, it's a no-contact sport, which is why it got really popular during the pandemic, because there was a time in Luxembourg, that's how we started out, you could only be four people outside and uh, perfect for the game of spikeball yeah, round net so content, that, yeah. that that's how we met that's what we we, we together with our friends and we went to the park and uh, we, we, we told ourselves if the police comes by and we, they say hey, what are you doing outside we're like we're not touching uh, we're yeah. far apart so we can we can play around and at the same time doing doing some good exercise i imagine because of the the 360 nature of it yeah, yeah you yeah, gotta anticipate pretty, a lot pretty intense I, I it gets see. intense quite fast but yeah right from the get-go if you even if you're an absolute beginner you're playing with beginners you have yeah. fun right yeah. from the start so yeah. it's it's the actual sport that you, that you play at uh, at that moment if you're a beginner already mm-hmm. so with for example golf i don't know you you need a couple of years at the driving range to to yeah. get uh, your drive i don't know what yeah. it's called but uh, in in a way or good enough that you can play the actual sport and also like volleyball set, setting up the the net and everything you need a couple of yeah. people and here you just 
need your net, you can play it at the beach, at the park, uh, indoors, like we, we do uh, at, uh, during winters, of course. And then it's on. You, you set up your, your net. It's assembled in like uh, five minutes. Well, not even two minutes. Not even, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's on. So, yeah, it's beginning. You just need uh, three friends and, and a, a wound net, so a yeah. spike ball set, yeah. And so where, where do you boys, do you, do you train? Do you, do you play matches against some um, other teams and stuff? Or Yeah, we do uh, practice once a week. And uh, it's every Sunday. Sunday at uh, 6 p.m. till 9 p.m. So you're going to cop some flack this evening for not being there. You're too big time to go to training. Yeah, but they're listening it? right now. We uh, we set up the USB uh, <laughs> and everything. So they're listening to the speakers of the hall. Hello, guys. Hello. That was a foul. Yeah. Please repeat that yeah. point. Guys, you're a bunch yeah. of cheaters, okay? So, so where, where is it that you train then? Just it's in uh, Zuessem Zanem. Okay. In the south of Luxembourg, um, because we are all pretty much from the south, how it started out. But then we got people from all over Luxembourg, even from outside of Luxembourg, that come to the practice sessions. And uh, so it's usually once a week, sometimes twice a week, to uh, for those that want to have a little more of a uh, technical training, uh, drills, stuff like that. And then we do, we go to tournaments. I mean, it, the sport is really big in Germany. I mean, it's a student sport. If you go to places like the UK, USA, it's a uh, it's very student based. And uh, Germany as well. Germans are also like very park people. They like to go to the park with friends, which is something like French people don't do that much. And, and Luxembourg, it's only starting to get that way with lots of young people here, expats that maybe bring the culture. And uh, so we're going to Germany a lot for tournaments. And we had our first tournament in September, uh, which was quite nice because we have teams from Belgium, France, uh, Germany coming to play here. I mean, that's class. I mean, yeah. I've obviously been stalking you on uh, for a little bit on Instagram. And was it you that reached out to me? I can't remember. It was one. It of was Luke. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I mean, that's, that's, you know, I guess going to a tournament is one thing, but being able to host it, you know, that's, that's really awesome. So how many games are you sort of expecting to get through in a day if you're, if you play a, play a tournament? Oh, uh, I, I got to bring the app out that calculated the whole tournament. But it was a lot of games, but uh, it was very intense. It was a really hot day in September, but it must have been over uh, over 100 games for, for sure. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, we you have multiple uh, multiple sets, so you can play games at the same time. So it was was quite intense, but beautiful. I mean, and so what's the? Um, I think I know the answer to this uh, question, but obviously you play that sort of games. Presumably, there's a good uh, social aspect afterwards, is there? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> enough said. Wait, always. As soon good. as my knees back, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll the be The sports down. club was very happy that we had the tournament at their side, so because uh, they got all the. Well, they, they took care of the, the, the after bar. Of yeah, the, the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, absolutely brilliant. Um, is there any? Um, is there any other round net clubs in Luxembourg? No, not at all. Actually, we are the the only club, the first one and the only one, and by that also the like the national federation and national government board. Come on, uh, we're the national team. We are. Like. We are also the national team in a way. <laughs> yes, we are everything. For now, no, there's no are, one else. You if know, you're, so. you're, if you're the only one, you're you're everything. <laughs> have the complete power and yeah. you obviously hey, oh, it's not me notes off um, you've you've come from foot, your background's football yeah. what's your background your I'm more background? like uh, from the couch potato team you know uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm was never like very good into a particular sport I tried everything a little bit here and there well I'm not in, in the worst shape you know but uh, yeah it's also something like Wownet 
I get my moments to shine. I, I'm not one of the best uh, of the club, but uh, everybody, um, like a, be a complete beginner, I don't know why can, can shine head, in I moments. Just, yeah. I, just, I just thought about you saying, obviously, you were into sort of the pottery and stuff like that. And it's just a flashback of that scene from uh, 300. You know, and he's like, well, what is your profession? And like goes round and they, they all shout back. I don't know why that popped into my head there. But yeah. um, in terms of getting, you know, uh, enough games going on in and around a, a sports pitch or a sports hall, like, you know, let's say on a basketball court, a standard full-size basketball court, can you play two matches at the same time or is it really just suited to one one match? Or is, is I mean... Is the, if you're playing outside, is the pitch? Is it? Un, could it be unlimited side? There's no, there's no real boundaries to it, or there are no real boundaries. Like if you get better, of course the ball will will get uh, further. shot further. Um, but I think it's like uh, 20 meters or something that that you need uh, maximum. And the actual so, the actual ball you play with as well. What's that made out of? It's, it's like rubber, rubber, yeah. rubber plastic, like a little bit squishy ball. So it's not uh, like a full, f f completely um, plain with uh, with uh, air. So um, it's actually also designed so that the ball will not go to a, to an impossible distance. You know, if you, uh, if everybody can still reach it. Uh, if you are, if there's people <laughs> listening that have played spike ball before around net, um, they might have had, they might have played with their ball with way too much air because that's how everybody starts out. You know, you're just used to playing sports with a ball that's really uh, pumped up to the to the maximum, but uh, then you actually play with a with a with a ball like it's playing a tournament and it's really uh, like like what 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 word did you use? Uh, Squishy. Squishy. Yeah. It's very squishy. It should feel like a breast. That's written in the rules. I'm, it's I'm, written in the rules. It's a, it's a squishy, what a word. Huh? <laughs> That's the first time I've heard. I can genuinely say that that is the first time we have had the word squishy shed on the show. Oh, one get, show, one six yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, what so, a day. Um, what if a any, day. anyone's listening, you can get in comms if you want to send some uh, encouragement or maybe you want to send some abuse. You know, you can pop us a WhatsApp on uh, 621 five two five thousand we would love to uh, hear from you and if you've got any questions for the lads then uh, i will pass them on as long as there's no naughty words or swearing in it involved uh, i'll read it out and we'll have a uh, certainly have a chuckle now you said you're uh, you're lucky enough to be ultimately the only clubs who are in a sense the uh, the national well, team yeah. so have you competed as luxembourg in any tournaments yet not yet but that's coming up this year 2024 is the world's It's in the UK. It's in London. Yeah. It's a World Cup. Unreal. Uh, there's been one World Cup before. It's in a in a two year span always. So, so there's one year there's the Euros. Next year's the Worlds. So this uh, year is Worlds. The last one was in uh, in Brussels, and of course I could say USA won, but uh, Germany is really really coming up from you know lots of students playing. So I think for this year they're really hoping to to bring that thing home um, but and we're also uh, very competitive and, and we're trying to bring that thing home but uh, I'm not sure if we're talking about the trophy or the, the after uh, spike ball around that trophy I'm, I'm not the, sure the about social it. aspect yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will win in the, at the social aspect yeah. Well, yeah. That's what we, we pride ourselves on in Luxembourg yeah. is always winning the troisième mi-temps yeah. as uh, we exactly. like to call it um, 
And uh, how how many teams or how many partners do you, can you take to the, the the World Cup or the World Champions? There's actually new uh, rules coming out, so I'm not sure about that yet. But it must be like uh, three teams, and there's also which is also nice. It's included with uh, mixed teams as well, so you got to play uh, men and women. Yeah. And there will be a women's tournament, a men's tournament, and a mixed side so you need to to bring out everybody that's also kind of nice aspect to the sport and i also think it's a sport where the the, um, the men and women difference is not that much i mean because it's very sometimes it's not that physical as it is technical so as soon as you get your you know your your, your drills in i mean you can compete we have uh, women um, less women than men but um, more and more and i mean it's nice because you, it doesn't really matter in, in round net yeah and is there is there a sort of um, different play styles? Like, for example, do you play exactly the same you do, or maybe you're more aggressive, you're more a defensive player? Like, is it everyone plays the same, or are there more like uh, everyone? Everybody should play everything. I mean, right. that, that's yeah. the best thing, of course. Then everybody, yeah. Look, there are people that are more like into the tactics and really uh, are more aware in that moment to to like look at okay, is my the attacker right-handed or left-handed? I will probably position myself. Uh, defending over there and uh, yeah others are like not really thinking about that at, at uh, that point and yeah but with the everybody is playing it every week on, on Sundays and people get better and uh, with that you need to really step up your game uh, each time so one thing that, that really stands out is serving is getting uh, like on the international platforms it's getting better so I think the talks are even in for volleyball they're talking about putting the net higher up because now you just got crazy players just smashing that thing well, they can just it's, jump so high and yeah right right so you you got to adapt it to keep the sport interesting to get the rallies going same thing for around it as well last year they uh, put I think a foot back they put actually the serve line foot back and um, like I said spike ball now they're bringing out new sets you know just trying to get the game going a little bit more because as people get better the, the game gets gets harder for, for people that you know just get into it a lot I guess the big the big appeal for uh, a sport like this is I could turn up having never done any anything like that before and I could still you know, find somebody to play with and definitely and, and get, definitely. A, get a run around. Absolutely, yeah. and like equipment wise as well. I assume you can just show up in you know, a sports shirt, shorts, and some trainers and, and have a great time. Like that's it. Um, that's we have it. a lot of sets. You can just join around at Luxembourg. So yeah, that's the easiest way. So we, you, you boys are obviously sporting. Uh, yeah, have quite a cool, quite a cool bit of kit there. Um, why black and yellow? So yellow was uh, it's just like the spikeball brand, like the predominant color of the of the sport at that point, and uh, yeah, I just wanted everything to look uh, nice while playing in park, and so it's like a a, a brand, you know, um, the connotation that people have between spikeball and and what you're playing there that needed to be there. Yeah, but uh, if we compete at the World Cup, I think we will also like have more like a nation branding uh, jersey going on. But uh, gotta get we'll that see. line up there. Yeah. You need Amen. you need a win line somewhere at some point. Yeah, that's. So yeah, if you you know touch wood, you boys, you'll be at the World Cup this year. Uh, what, what what's what's the tournament format looking like? Are we going? Do you have uh, you know a couple of days where you play absolutely loads of matches, and then if you rank in the top. I don't know, sixteen, thirty-two, whatever it is. You go on to the next thing. How, how's the form? It's only it's only weekend. It's uh, August twenty-nine to uh, August thirty-first. 
Does that exist August 31st? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah let me count on my knuckles. <laughs> and uh, so I think it's, it's, it's one day. I mean, you're just starting out uh, group stage in the morning and then it goes out to, to knockout games and finals all in one day. Yeah, because it's such a young sport. You actually do not have like qualifications like in football over a span of, of a year. You, it's, everything is ap- happening over there. So, yeah, we'll see. So you've obviously, as you said, you've been you've been playing now. You've played a few tournaments, um, and I mean the, the reality of of competitive sport is that the more often you play and the better your opponents are, the the better you get. But is there any any you know crazy matches or uh, you know crazy rallies that have gone on for like a week and a half? Uh, I don't I don't know. Is there is there something where a guy's hit it and then jumped into the grandstand? I don't know. You know, is there any 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 moments like that that stick out for you playing playing round net? Well, there are like uh, yeah, few games that that uh, come into mind, but like in between us uh, so doing the the practice uh, you know um yeah there are always like moments to shine and uh, there's also like uh, you can play shots. with every part of your body so it's not only play with the hands so you can yeah. play with the foot so sometimes you get some nice assists nice uh, sets with uh, with your foot and then the way the round net is made sometimes you can can get like a, a crooked uh, spin or something and so which it also makes the game a little a little uh, you get a lot of laughs during the game because you just want to uh, shoot it one way and then it gets a weird bounce and just goes the other way and you're like yeah, yeah that was on purpose and the other person was just trying to get onto that ball but then he went the other way so yeah. laughs are guaranteed so that's the the fun aspect of the game that you that, that will come naturally that you cannot even yeah i was gonna ask is there any sort of like um uh, what we'd call techers or like uh, trick shots or anything you can do. In, you know, like in, getting like getting nutmeg. Yeah. Oh yeah. In football. Well, you can shoot there. a tweener that's between the legs. You can do that. But is that uh, where you like? I don't know. Where you like? Yep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I don't know the, what. The I don't know what I've just done. <laughs> wow, wow. That yeah. that looks. You could do pottery. Yeah. Yeah. I the expert with weird uh, serves and shots. So he tries to to do crazy stuff during the practice and. Yeah, sometimes it even works. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? So you, you seem like the kind of guy who'd be into the, you know, the whole uh, gamesmanship, being like, "Oh yeah, you're. Uh, do you want to do it? Shoelaces? Oh, we've started the game. <laughs> that's so. that's me. Yeah. Is, is it because I'm Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Say that, is it? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I was going to ask as well. Is that obviously because it's a it's a sport where where you play the two of you. Um, is there any element of sort of creating like a, a partnership with a specific sort of player in your team? Like, I don't know if you two play a lot together, if you find that like you, like, because uh, you've played so often together, you're sort of more on the same page or I don't know if uh, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. So for the World Cup, of course, there, there will be like uh, teams and people often playing together and maybe like a right-handed person and a left-handed person just to have this n- notch of uh, are you advantage. right-handed, left-handed or both right-handed? We're both, of course. No, right-handed. <laughs> Ambidextrous, huh? <laughs> no, right-handed, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's more like the, the aspect of it, but yeah, there are people that that harmonize a, a little bit more yeah. than, than others. But when we course, practice, yeah. we switch up teams constantly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just to also because you learn from like if let's say if you play with somebody that has never played, it's it's your challenge to to get that bad pass that he he's getting to you and still convert it onto the net. So you're actually learning playing with somebody who's maybe not that skilled. And vice versa as well. So he's learning a lot by by seeing how you set up, and you maybe he, you're getting him the better sets, so he can can shoot up from 
from closer to the net. And yeah, I mean, it's uh, we switch up teams a lot because it just keeps the fun going. I mean, you look at sort of the last 20 years of, of sport in general, you know, obviously football's dominated and, and there's a lot of other sports who are, who are catching up, if you like. Um, it's fair to say round net is one of those emerging emerging sports. Um, and, and you've seen that sort of happen in the last, as I said, 20 years. Um, you know, where where do you see it going? Is there going to be like professionals playing this or is it is it still always going to be an amateur sport? Where do you, where do you see it going? Yeah, I think uh, it's evolving quite quickly. So it's really uh, like a trend. And um, with all the students playing it at some point, they they uh, yeah will stop being students, but they will continue and they will set up like uh, teams. And we yeah, tend to, to join or to follow every net team uh, on, on Instagram, for example, and there are teams popping up. Uh, Roundnet works a lot through Instagram. Crazy, I mean, yeah. uh, well, I mean, when did you guys, when was it founded in Luxembourg? Three years ago, didn't you say? 2020, yeah, now yeah, you're getting you four go, years, yeah. yeah. So is that is that literally post-COVID? Literally post-COVID, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we actually yeah. needed an indoors hall, so we we asked the commune of Zanem and they said, well, you, we can't give it out to, to private persons, so you need to, to get an ASPL, uh, a club or something, and that's what we did. We founded yeah. one, and uh, that's how it went. But the ultimate goal of the International Federation is the Olympics. Yeah. So yeah. long-term yeah, is definitely a thing to do. Yeah. In order for that to happen, the game should evolve a little bit, but uh, yeah, Olympics. That's yeah. uh, that's where we're headed to. I mean, it's funny. Everyone's sort of scrapping for that, um, for those, those new spots. But my understanding of the Olympics is they're not very open to increasing the number of sports unless something else mm. gets the gets the heave ho. You know, mm. they, like, they have their set sports. So is that, is that due to funding? Or? Well, I don't know. It's just well. it's funny. I think it's just mm, sounds like something that's when it's convenient when they do it. I mean, they've brought yeah. in breakdancing this year, haven't they? Do they? Yeah, breakdance. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Surfing's gone in last Olympics, I think. Right? Lacrosse I is get, also I, joining. I can get on board with surfing a bit more than breakdancing. I'm sorry to our breakdancing audience. Breakdancing a sport? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you go. We're getting some strongly worded emails. In here. Uh, um, as as we said, you know the Olympics, but where where is it? In, in the grand scheme of thing, is it a sport that's been discussed? Because actually, squash has just come to the table now. Um, but yeah, where you know, is, have, you, have you heard of discussions of, of it being added to this Olympic? Uh, you go to uh, the IRF, which is the International Rounded Federation, and I think it's on their front page. It literally says, main goal, long term goal is the Olympics. So we, as a national federation, as a national governing body, we should all work together towards that goal yeah. in making the sport professional, but also um, getting the sport known in your country. I mean, that uh, that's the, um, uh, the role that we took on as as uh, Roundnet Luxembourg. We have a, a mission to make to make Roundnet popular in Luxembourg. That's written in our bylaws now. So that's uh, that's our main goal. Then if we get if we can get to the Olympics, that's more of their game. The International Federation or the Euro, which is the European Roundnet Association. So, but our main goal is getting Roundnet known and getting people included. And even in schools, like I'm, I'm a teacher myself, we've tried it in school, but it's not that easy because you kind of need that hand-eye coordination yeah. and everything going. And and young kids 
I, I can say it as a teacher, young kids nowadays, they don't go outside and they don't play sports anymore. And so they're not. <laughs> they just yeah. sit on that all day. Yep. Yeah. No, I it's hear you. to the right guy. <laughs> um, uh, we've sort of, the, I mean, the last bit we, we, we I wanted to talk about is how the, the sport and, and how its popularity is is growing. But you've, you've sort of already alluded to it by talking about how you want to get into schools and, and, and hopefully get more, more people, not just kids involved, but it is one of those things where you've got this, you know, there's this bank of, of, of talent, if you like, or people that want to play sport. But the reality is, you know, sports like, you know, I use rugby as an example, and you guys and, and the small sports is we're almost all scrapping for the the leftovers after the the big sports. So if you can do anything to try and engage more people it's interesting you said going down the route of instagram i mean that that's huge huge if you can get someone creative on on instagram and get good content out there it's you know every, everyone sit there scrolling through stuff and you know um so yeah yeah you know kudos to you if you can keep getting more and more people so you say about you know increasing the popularity of the sport is it possible to quantify that i mean how many people you're all you two you're minus two at training tonight how many mm -hmm. how many how many people are training tonight that word 12 i think okay it can go up from 16 to 20 as low as six or seven sometimes yeah so uh, it really depends on a lot of factors but the one thing that got us going a lot was our tournament that we organized because that when we really got a lot of people from all over the country coming to the tournament so they knew okay you guys are uh, seeing each other every week practicing and you know that's when a lot of people started coming out and i think you can quantify it also by yeah just seeing how many people follow the instagram um how many people show up to the practice sessions i think yeah, what do you think Luke? members because we are an official asbl as well oh yeah right so um yeah we're, like we're 50 60 how many 50 something members yeah official members that have paid a membership card and uh yeah that's absolutely brilliant i mean because yeah. i spoke to the when you talk from a numbers point of view i know you know lacrosse were really struggling to get numbers you know and you get in very lower much lower numbers than you guys up to training and stuff and it's it's hard because ultimately i think people start up these initiatives but because there's no domestic game in luxembourg it essentially means you got to travel or the team you're playing against has got to be prepared to travel so if you're still getting you know able to get those numbers down then you know ab absolutely fantastic so uh, just just to just to bounce back is it would you like to say, yeah, we want to get 100 members and then maybe you set up another, I don't know, like a branch, a club, or would uh, or would you hope somebody will be like, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it down in Esch, but I can't be asked travelling exactly. down there yeah, because I live, it, yeah. I live up have, in Clairvaux, you know, so... Yeah, we have people driving from, from Belgium, from Germany uh, to, to Zanem, actually, to to be at the practice. So the, the ultimate goal, of course, it's not to have like a huge club, but we want to be the the national federation where uh, maybe Wonet Zanem is one of the clubs and maybe other clubs pop up that so that people do not need to drive uh, uh, like uh, i don't know 50 kilometers to to join a, a practice session but yeah so that get the popularity also in in that sense so it's not everything for us yeah. I, I joked uh, um, before like we have the, the all the power but the lottery not, of it all that's yeah that's not that's not the goal at all you know you, you really want to to have like other po uh, clubs popping up and maybe have a, a national league at some point yeah. or something like that and uh, yeah that's the actual because thing. germany is organizing bundesliga 
second Bundesliga, Regionalliga, so it even gets regional and that's intermediate level. So that's uh, where that was would be something long term also for us to get in. You also always have a history of uh, Luxembourg clubs competing in foreign leagues, yeah. and that that helps to professionalize. I, I would say we're not professionalizing, but it helps getting your games out and comparing your game to others. Yeah, I, I think you, you know you've actually made a really really interesting point because I think it, it is important given the state of affairs of sport in Luxembourg that these teams who want to get you know more competitive games do go you know um, outside the uh, the Grand Duché. But unfortunately, like you just need more people playing in Luxembourg. It's always going to be better for you know the, the domestic game because ultimately you guys are a bit younger. But you know going to going to Germany or spend driving four hours for a for a match and then coming down. Yep, yeah, that might work at the moment, but at some point that's got to stop. And then you're going to be able to not prolong, but you can certainly play a lot longer if you're able to play competitively regularly um, and in uh, and in Luxembourg. Um, gents, you know, yeah, that was really good, really interesting. Yeah. So you just got two boys who are just very interested in in ultimately getting more people active, which is what you uh, you two and, and your club are obviously doing. Um, it's not all serious. There's a few funny questions we uh, we love to ask. In terms of your kit, what do you play? In? You're playing black shirt... And then what, like the long, sort of these long shorts then? Black shorts, yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. So the first question I'll ask you is your socks. Do you wear them up like that or do you wear them down? Ups all the way. Yeah. I'm more a short sock guy. Oh, like an ankle socks. Yeah. Have you got big calves? Is that why? I don't know. It's kind of a party wheel, no? We can compare calves afterwards. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll have a calf off. Um, the next question we always ask is... Um, important one. Yeah, this is really important. Let's imagine, okay, they say to you, actually, guys, you don't need to wear... Uh, your shorts anymore you can either keep wearing your your shorts you know like the board shorts for surfing or it's possible for you to wear the uh, you know the budgie smugglers like the speedos which one which one would you go for well i got them underneath anyway as an italian you know so that's uh, yeah. just in case uh, you have to go streaking or something like that so italian stallion is written on on his yeah. <laughs> what a legend <laughs> if you're actually going to now you're wearing them now um i think we're on the radio i think let's keep it to the voices <laughs> we're on the radio we're not on the tv mate so, you know. <laughs> if you're actually going to our instagram account you can see uh, a group of people playing in italy as around in luxembourg and we're actually playing against two guys in speedos in 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 very shiny speedos so legends. check out our instagram Account. Legends. Well, well, I'm going to go on and we'll share that later on. You didn't answer my question. What would you wear? Well, I've, I avoided your question. Yeah, speedos. <laughs> why not? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, good man. Speedos. <laughs> and then also, more importantly, if um, if you had to pick the mustache or the mullet, what would you uh, what would you go for? Why not both? That's, we'd love to hear I that. I want to see you running around with a mullet and a moustache and in your speedos. Really right? I, I have to talk to my wife first. Yeah. <laughs> you got seven more months to Worlds, you know, that's how we're going to rock World Cup. Um, the, the last big question we'll always ask is, uh, let's let's say things go well at the uh, the World Cup, um, which is on the, uh, the last weekend in August, as you were saying. I understand why it's been put on that weekend. That is a big bank holiday weekend in the UK, so there will be a big... Um, you know there you go that's the best word there after <laughs> the that so, yeah so uh, you, you'll you'll no doubt enjoy that let's imagine you boys absolutely crush it and get to the the world cup final and there's a big old crowd out and you get to pick your uh 
walkout music, what are you going to walk out to? Well, I guess the, the national anthem will be played at some point, but Obviously, we can't walking walk out, out I don't know. Thunderstruck yeah, always I gets me going really bad. Yeah. It's a good song, Thunderstruck. Yeah. Thunderstruck. It's a good one. Not, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one. Um, gents, we're going to take a short break here and uh, we'll get Mr. Perez in uh, and uh, get the latest on the uh, the action in the uh, BGL League. Wasn't able to find a Thunderstruck, but found this little, uh, this little gem from before.
so I've decided they won't be walking out to ACDC they'll be walking out to that for the uh, the World Cup final gents absolute pleasure we are privileged to be joined by none other than Mr Anthony Perez from the world of Lesford News Anthony there's no BGL football at the moment but nope. what have you got for us I've got a lot for you because there's been pretty a lot of things uh, going on at first we've got Kai Merck have you heard of this name No, talk to me. Uh, he's a player of Union Petitus Peter and he's the only player from the league, uh, from the BGA League, who will participate at the Asia Cup with Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you say it like that in English? Yeah, okay. The 25-year-old striker is on the list for the Asian Continental Cup and will play his, maybe, he will play his first game against Thailand on Tuesday. And he's actually German, but he's got his second nationality, which is Kyrgyzstan. Yeah. And he went for some trials in 2019, then came COVID, and then everything uh, everything uh, was ended. And then uh, last on 2023, he played his first games for the country. And he's actually had nine games and one goal for for his country. And uh, Kyrgyzstan is actually on the 98th place on the world FIFA list, 15 planes 15 places behind Luxembourg. Something. There you go. Do you know who's ranked 161 in the world at the moment? What? No, I don't know. Who is it? The Maldives. There you go. Sorry. Anyway, on you go. <laughs> My where, where were the women's? Uh, the world Maldives women's team. 162, mate. Good knowledge, that. Yeah. That's preparation, mate. Something I didn't know this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on uh, to the launch uh, with, with whose trainer Jamal Sofner has left the club after only half a year is that the Amer- did he come in from America or he coached yeah, yeah, America yeah, yeah, he, he, he's, he's been from America but he's not an unknown name in Luxembourg he's already, already coached uh, Jeunesse Canard for example and he's actually not been sacked because the launch are still in the second place in the BGL League he's got an offer from the second league in Belgium from the club from Ostend and then he asked the club to terminate his contract contract and then after agreement from both sides he was able to leave, leave the club Ostend that is right up the top end of Belgium isn't it like right up on the coast well, don't, right don't ask me something yeah, about geography it is it is it's northern it's like that is a hike but anyway yeah on you go Anthony so have they lined up somebody to come and fill uh, fill the fill the shoes they 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 took the assistant coach Claudio Lombardelli who will uh, be the trainer until the end of the season and he's going to be assisted by Nicolas Neureuter and Jonathan Joubert. Uh, talking about transfers, yeah, we've got no Bujelic, no games, but we've got some transfers. Uh, there's been speculations in Germany about uh, Matthias Olesen and Ivan Borges, both our national team players, being loaned out uh, from their respective club because of lack of playtime. Borges, uh, the reason was because he's, he has he had like a long injury and he has some difficulties to come back. So he's been loaned out to NEC Nijmegen in the Eredivisie in the first div- uh, first division. In the Netherlands. Do you know why I know Nijmegen is in the Netherlands? Why is that? Bridge Too Far. Have you seen that film? No. Ah, good one for you to watch. That's where the uh, they try and take all the bridges in the Second World War. But sorry, anyway, Anthony, <laughs> on you go. <laughs> no problem. He's played. Everything relates to films. It does. It does. But yeah. He's played today his first game for the clubs. And yeah, both players need play time for the upcoming playoffs in March against Georgia and then the upcoming 
final or game for the third place but nobody wants the third place we would just want to qualify uh, no news about Matthias Olesen uh, was not in the team sheet uh, last Saturday against Heidenheim who drew against Köln 1-1 and he's been linked uh, among other things with Rotweiss Essen in the third tier of Germany but no more no less no evolution about the speculations let's see how it's gonna go through the week have you heard the news about Leandro Barrero? Enlighten me. <laughs> uh, he's the player with the most tug rumors these last few days here in Luxembourg. Because oh, was there something about him going to Galatasaray or something no, like no, that? No, 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 no. He's very far away from Turkey. Uh, his contract at Mainz is coming to an end and will, according to Portuguese media, uh, sign for Benfica Lisbon in Portugal on a free. Ooh. Uh, he's actually the Luxembourg player with the highest value with 16 million euros. I think no no other Luxembourgers has been um, has had a value that high. Um, but there's no confirmation yet from both sides. Um, I think like the rumours, you know, yeah. love a, a rumour, don't we? But uh, the, the, the journal Record is like a journal which is pretty close with the club from Benfica. Yeah. And they, uh, they pretended that he would sign a five-year uh, contract And Benfica is actually in the second place in the Liga Nos. Uh, three points behind Sporting were on top. And for Mainz so far, Leandro Barreiro has played 135 games for Mainz, 9 goals, 11 assists. And he hasn't been on the starting 11 this weekend. Pretty strange, right? For a player which, who is always in starting 11 and he came on, I think, 20 minutes before the end of the game. So watch this space. Watch this fishy. Yeah. Let's see. But I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's gonna sign for Benfica. When media has already tell that he's already signed, uh, yeah, there's no smoke without a fire. <laughs> Cliche. And if Let's News tells it, it's gonna happen. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, talking more about transfers, let's move to the national transfers. Are you gonna believe me that Progress Niederkorn signs signed the French man with the most Bundesliga appearances? No. Uh, no, of course, <laughs> of course, I'm going to believe you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, a lot of people listening here will think about Frank Ribery, but it's not actually him. It's Jonathan Schmidt, um, who played 299 games in the Bundesliga for Augsburg, Freiburg, and Hoffenheim. I was actually a really big, big fan from him uh, when he played at Augsburg. And he signs for a Niederkorn contract until June 2025. And it's, in my opinion, pretty great to see such big names, even if they are past their prime. But seeing players in last years, like Florent Manuda, Marc-André Kuska, Manuel Da Costa, signing like for clubs in Luxembourg. Yeah. And they can share they can share their experience as well with all the, yeah, the, sure. the other players from the club. It's, it's, it's good, stu- But good I think, stuff. I think what attracts them is the is the fact that they can play still European football. Yeah. If you sign for Niederkorn, Dudlange, Hesproch. But there's one player who signed for a club uh, that probably won't play the European places. And it's Nabil Dirach, an uh, ex-player from Morocco where he played 46 international games. Uh, signs for FC Schifflange really pretty surprising. He was actually retired. I said, I actually retired from uh, from football. Then Schifflange came and were like, you know what, you don't want to play a bit with us. And then he came back uh, and will help them to, to avoid relegation in the second part of the season. Remembering this, uh, Schifflange, ah, if I'm any wrong on a relegation place or like really close on a relegation place. And he's actually played also as well 16 games in the Champions League and some games in the Europa League. 
So he's a player with a lot of experience. And looking at the future, who's next is going to sign the Bija League? You have Ben Arfa, Adil Rami, Gervinho, Papi Sissi, all players out of country who don't have a, a, a club for like one, even two years. And uh, I remember when Nidacon announced that they're going to sign or present as a French player, a lot of people speculated it would be Ben Arfa, Adil Rami, some old players past their prime, but... Who knows? It's well, it's interesting. You talked about a guy who came out of retirement to sign a, a contract because in uh, in rugby recently, a forty one year old legend, uh, all black legend, centre Ma Nonu, has signed another contract with the uh, San Diego Legions. That's forty one years old. Keep going, still got Mate, it. He's 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 raking in the money. Um, he's with um, oh, what's his name? The uh, Matt Gitto. Yeah, he's he's, he's still playing there as well. He's all faulty on I told as well. I told uh, Anton, I said, mate, we talked too much, too much last week. I was like, there's, there's no rugby tonight. <laughs> Just Five take... minutes to go and he couldn't help himself. I couldn't help myself. Um, and, Anthony, I've got a big question for you. Tell me. And I want you to answer it without thinking about it. Okay. okay. Is Jeunesse Esch going to get relegated from the BGL League no. this year? They're not. There you go. Nah, See, there you go. It's, it's not it's not only because we've got maybe a certain player from Jeunesse Esch, but I don't really, I don't really see them being relegated. There, there are, these are teams, you know, which which have an individual class, and at a certain point of the season, they they will be back on track. When's the uh, first weekend of the BGL league start? You, you know, I wanted to check, but I forgot it on the road. But I think it's gonna be like end January yeah, yeah, yeah. or debut February. Yeah, but why? What was the obsession with this winter break out here? You know why? cold yeah but it's it's not it's not 30 years ago these pitches are all heated now you know it's not like they can shift they're the not really in. I mean if you could go to certain places I mean the best one in Luxembourg is Il Orange just check that place out <laughs> you would think it's a field that where they grow potatoes but it's actually a football field so uh, you have to have it sometimes it looks like a community <laughs> garden or something sounds, um, sounds like a good place for a game around there didn't, actually, didn't, right? <laughs> didn't Ronaldo say that about our national stadium yeah 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 was it a cabbage field? Yeah, the game, the game was almost abandoned. Like it was, it's been discussed a few days ago before the game. It's uh, because they had the bloody rugby international the week yeah. before. who chopped it all up, you know. So. Always the rugby man. Always yeah. the rugby. Exactly. This <laughs> is awful. awful. Um, Anthony, thank you uh, so much um, for uh, getting thank back you. in uh, involved this evening. Uh, Luke and uh, Kiko, thank you so much for joining us as well. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep sharing the the, uh, the uh, sharing everything with us, uh, and keep spreading the word, and keep doing what you're doing. Because ultimately, if you're getting people involved in sport. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, Thank you, guys. As always, you can uh, catch up with the show tomorrow morning. It'll be uploaded as a podcast. Don't forget, we're back in on Wednesday with Uncle Pete for our domestic roundup. Um, you can catch up with the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am. You've got Sam Steen. You've then got Stephen Steps Low with the lunchbox at 12. And you've got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch from 3 o'clock. You've also got Dave Burrows and his DB3 sessions and Sarah Tapp with the hangover show aptly named for a, a Sunday morning that's what you could do you could get up lie in bed listen to the hangover show and then go out to and go play round net and get the rest of the weekend out of the system if that's not if that's not that's a, uh, the perfect remedy yeah. I don't know what it is perfect as always we give a huge shout out to the army of volunteers out there who make our sporting world tick whether it's from organising fixtures driving kids around whatever you're doing to get kids involved in sport please keep doing that until next week it's cheer gents cheer, cheer. Let's talk sport with RTL Today Radio.